Satan is our only hope. We're in league with the beast now, and we have to make a really big impression on him. And to do that, we're going to have to butcher you. And bleach you. And then Dirk here is going to wear your face. Relax, I'm kidding about the face. The rest is going to happen, though. members i'm kate and i just want to jump straight to the fact that chris has been playing a love island app-based game i want to talk about that and i'm chris and welcome back to the podcast where we critically review the love island cell phone game it's available on the app store it's totally free there are options for in-game purchases don't do it it's a total trap but you can buy some really cute bikinis if you do decide to use those 20 gems that they give you for free they're going to think we're sponsored. We are fully not, however. This episode however, is sponsored by Love Island. Fusebox, um, creators of the Love Island <laughs> app game. If you would like to sponsor, um, I'm your best asset. I'm just going to say. Chris is definitely your best asset. Chris has been um, what started as something ironic because Chris and I would watch the UK Love Island together. I am so um, sorry that it was ironic for you. I, it, I had no it started idea. Out, <laughs> it started out. Did you know? It started out very ironic. Mm-hmm. It that changed, but then the app game. You were definitely like, "Oh, look how silly!" There's a silly little app game. Yeah, but we Isn't both we both silly? knew what was gonna happen. I I mean, I knew. I have an then, addictive like, personality, I would, <laughs> and I love a good outfit. <laughs> I would wake up to these like two dimensional screenshot characters, <laughs> and Chris like. You would not fucking believe what Melissa did. That fucking bitch. Oh, my God. I just like. Why doesn't Jake love me? Oh, my God. The the listeners who have obviously played this game because it's magnificent. No one else but you. There are several subreddits for this game. So do not get on me about (laughs) this. I spent the entire first season of this game trying to get with Jake and the game was like, um, no, you are in love with Mason or Levi. Or no one. Like, or pick. <laughs> it was so <laughs> aggravating. Like, literally, my character would be, they'd, it'd be like, what do you think of Mason? And I'd be like, he is absolutely not my type. And then, like, you'd put a thought bubble. It's like, oh, Mason is so juicy. Like, I just like, God <laughs> damn it. I was like, can you please just let me have my own feelings? Will you please tell them the name of your um, character, your avatar? Yeah. Well, so for season one. Because there's seasons in this game. Yeah. Season one, my my character, her name was Cotton Eye Joe. And Cotton people Joe. loved her. Like, she was the hot ticket on the island. Um, <laughs> and she did finally get with Jake in the end. So if you're playing and you're so, having trouble, so yeah. I know how to get there. I can help you. Hang in there. Hang in <laughs> there. You, you two can date Jake. <laughs> what was, was he like a vast, he was like a heart intern no so i was i was a trainee heart surgeon and jake was a um he was a chef oh and he was he he was a lovable character this time around Mm. season two my name is dr pantaloon de caca um (laughs) which yes means dr poop in her pants and she is also the hot ticket but there's way more drama this time around season two is like Um, way more fiery so obviously I started playing this game too because Chris left me no choice. I am a social media influencer. True to real <laughs> life. Like literally everyone on that show. <laughs> I'm a social media in- influencer named PPOP and I'm just playing it as the most vicious bitch I can be. Absolutely. 
but everyone's still in love with me. It's so tragic. I mean, let's <laughs> but, let's be honest. And like absolutely mm-hmm. no shade to people who go on these like reality dating shows because no, thank you no so sh- much. We eat that shit like, up. Thank you yeah. so much for taking that thank sacrifice. Thank you for your service. <laughs> exactly. But like there are only two occupations. Social media influencer, which is sort of a catch-all because that's all of them. All and of if them. it's not them Former before model. the if that's if that's if they're not a social media influencer before the show, they are after. Occupation right. number two, dental hygienist. Every sing- That's more of the bachelor. Every single that's one. That's the bachelor. That's true. The bachelor, it's dental hygienist or flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, um, because, of course, we got very into our Love Island app game. Um, I made our little bios as if we were playing just for you and I. So uh-huh. I would like to read those to you. So I have Chris. This is your introduction. Okay. Chris. 27, pasty sultan, judges the contents of your grocery cart in line at Trader Joe's, unironically plays app-based games on (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's true. Mine is Kate, 27, Mississippi swamp trash. True. Uneven eyeliner. True. Still talking about Left Shark from Super Bowl 49. True. I can attest to all of those (laughs) things. Literally, everyone, I know it's a podcast, so you don't get to see her. The eyeliner has never been straight. And I swear no. to God, if there, if I, if we have a single more episode where I have to look at her dressed as Left Shark, I'm gonna fucking scream. <laughs> like this podcast will truly be over. Like, I, is it subliminal? Do you want to do Jaws next? Is that what this is? No, I just, I just have a healthy love for Left Shark. Look, you, you, you went after Jake. I go after Left Shark. We each have our own thing. Fair enough. So welcome back um, to the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. <laughs> Guys, we are. Oh right, that's sorry. what this is. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's what this is. Wrong we podcast. We are sorry that. It's been an absolute shit show, and we haven't been around. Yeah, so we took a little bit of a hiatus. I don't know if anyone else has noticed. Mm-hmm. 2020, not great. Um, not great. And that's all we're going to be discussing I, about it. I have nothing else to say about it. I have nothing else to say, but it's been rough, and we're back, and that's all you need to yeah, know. Yeah, things, things have been interesting. I live in a new state now. I am now, oh, yes, a, I am now a proud resident of the glorious state of Minnesota. Uh, never mm-hmm. thought I would say that. I literally have never been to the Midwest before, aside from driving through it. No offense, but here we are. Um, and actually, it's not mm-hmm. so bad. I like it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad. And I am soon to be in, unemployed, so life is. So th- things are going, going great. great. <laughs> <laughs> things are going just fine. Thank God we're making the um, big bucks off of this non-monetized thank God, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> off of this free money suck of a <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, in case this is your first episode, <laughs> hi. Hello. Um, I'm so sorry. This is what we do. We talk about different horror movies every so often, I'll say. Sure. But I mean, mostly we'll it's, get better mostly about it's it. dating shows. Yes. <laughs> we talk about horror movies uh, every so often, and then we like talk about the story, production, relevance, and pop culture. Um, we have... We're kind of like a club, so all everyone who's listening, um, congrats to our, our club members. And a lot of our movie suggestions, if not most of them, come from our club members directly, yeah. including this one. And there's no there's no dues, but the only dues that there are are you have to tolerate us. And let's be honest, that's the greatest price of all. <laughs> so what are we watching today? Or God, what did we already watched it? So yeah, so this week we watched um, Jennifer's Body which was recommended to us by club member Marnie. I think we need an apology corner for Marnie. Marnie, I am so sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. So Marnie um, also, she's one of our favorite club members. She um, suggested Black Christmas. And of course, we botched that in two ways. Um, one, we picked the wrong Black Christmas. Oops. 
Oops. Two, we um, gave her a shout out um, as being from a completely different country than where she actually is from. So, Marnie. We're Americans. From Scotland. You thank you. <laughs> it's America, Mexico, Canada, and. Everything else. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Marnie is from Scotland. She's one of our. Um, more active club members, and she recommended Jennifer Jennifer's Body, which we're going to be covering today. So thank you so much for your suggestion. Yes. And if you guys want to suggest a movie um, too, you can hit us up on our Instagram or by emailing us at nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. Yes, we love watching the movies that you actually want us to watch. The weirder, the mm-hmm. better. The less scary, the, weirder, the better. The better. No. <laughs> no more scary. That's my rule. No more scary <laughs> <No> movies. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk about Jennifer's body. Had you seen this before? I know I always say that. I had obviously not seen it, um, well, like, but I had okay. seen a lot of like content about Jennifer's body from like Tumblr, um, things like that. Like I've seen, like I've been like teased with Jennifer's body content for a long time because it's sort of like a cult. Ew. It's like to use your language, it's sort of a cult classic kind of movie. It, I know I hate <laughs> to say it, but it is a cult classic. They're all, we only do They're cult all classics. cult classics. Literally, we'll be doing like. <laughs> the Shining. Cult it's a cult classic. classic. A Quiet well, Place. One, it's, it's kind of new, but it's a cult classic, automatic. Like, <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm cooling really fast on A Quiet Place. I don't know what we were smoking when we decided that was the best movie of all time. I still think it was a really but good this movie. this <laughs> one, I mean, it was, but like, no, mm, I know. come on. But this one, okay, so Jennifer's Body, it is um, a 2009 if I, so if I had to give it a genre cult classic a lot of people cult classic um I would call it a feminist black comedy yeah I think that no yeah I think that, it's that's, yeah it's hard to um put this peg in a hole but it's I would mean say girls with real demons yes okay yeah that's I like it mm-hmm. yeah Regina George if she could unhinge your jaw and eat you oh absolutely I mean, That's I mean, this it. movie really is Mean Girls. Like, just put all the Mean Girls. In, so it's just Regina George. She's Jennifer. Oh wait, and it also has Karen in it. Anyway, Amanda Seyfried <laughs> is in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> they don't even change the cast. <laughs> <laughs> so we just cracked the code. So this movie came out in two thousand nine. Uh, Chris obviously has not seen it because Chris does not partake in horror movies unless there is peer pressure. Um, that's that's I where had- you all come in. That's yep. That's us. That's our job. I had seen this movie like uh, bits and pieces of it. I think like when I was in high school, like in our dorm, like it was just like a thing that was on. But I didn't know much about it other than it was Megan Fox, mm-hmm. and like, Megan Fox was like hot shit at like the in the end of the two thousand. Oh yeah, because well, most because Megan of like Fox. Transformers, right? Definitely because of Transformers. Well, you know, Amanda <laughs> Amanda I... Seyfried auditioned for that same role, and then it went in Transformers. Yeah. That wouldn't it would have been different. Out. That would have been different. No, I'm glad that I and here and here's the thing. I really I don't have, obviously I've not seen not obviously. I just haven't seen Transformers. I don't have any desire to. There's a new Fast and the Furious coming out, not watching that either. Nope. But I know who Megan Fox is, yeah. and I've always just kind of known that, you know, she was there. I didn't know anything about her. After watching this, I have like a pretty healthy respect for Megan Fox. I actually really like I her. I love Megan Fox and like I love her. The Transformers franchise absolutely did her dirty. Like, they not did. only with the way that they portrayed her character, but then also just like the way that they, the way that they just used her as a sex symbol was just like really awful. And it's infor- it's unfortunate, but it did. I mean, that's kind of how she got famous. 
Yeah, but like, I don't know, like it, it absolutely affected her career. And it totally comes back to this movie, too. Because so like this movie came out kind of on the right, like right on the tail of some of those early it Transformer did, yeah. movies. So like right as, as she was like coming into, you know, fame dumb as a sex symbol. And the producers who want who are or the um, advertising team who are for, um, responsible for this movie they actually, oh my God, they had this horrible, horrible idea, which I find I, so, so disgusting, where they wanted to... Oh, that's right. Yeah, they wanted to promo yeah. this movie by putting her on um, amateur porn sites and like having her talk to people in real time, like basically be like a cam girl kind of thing for the movie. That's disgusting. Which... You know uh, why that didn't happen though, right? You know, like... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Um, okay. So Diablo this is not, no. um, yeah, because Diablo said no. So this movie, why, like, it's a feminist black comedy. That there's a very strong reason that it's feminist, not just in its like writing and its plot, but it's an um, it's a female directed, um, female written and produced movie um, mm-hmm. with a predominantly female cast. So the director is uh, Karen Kusama. Yay, female directors. Mm-hmm. We do not get those often in horror, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, then we have Diablo Cody, who I didn't I didn't know her name, but I knew her work, um, which is most famously Juno, right? right. She won an, an Oscar for writing Juno. Mm-hmm. She also won like a BAFTA Independent Spirit Award, a Writers Guild of America Award. Oh yeah. Um yeah, she's amazing. So she won a lot many awards. Um and then for today's film, Jennifer's Body, she won no awards. <laughs> No awards. Oh, but she also created, wrote, and produced uh, United States of Terra, which I haven't seen, um, but it has our favorite horror mom of all time, which is obviously Tony Collette. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like my sister really likes it. It was, it like got really popular after it was done, mm-hmm. which is sad and on brand for shows written by women, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Because the thing is, and that's what happened here, because they were written by women, they're directed by women, and then they get up to the marketing and advertising, which is run by men, <laughs> and they target it towards men, Yeah, and it fails. Obviously. Obviously. So, like, that's what happened on this movie. Right. They were like, oh, you have Megan Fox. She's a sex symbol. Let's push the movie towards men as, oh, look, it's Megan Fox as a sex symbol like sexy demon kind of thing. And like Diablo Cody and Kazama were like, that is not the movie we're making. Yes. And so did you see the trailer? I did not. Is it okay? Is it not great? (laughs) Yeah. So marketing murdered this movie. So we'll get into the actual movie, but all you need to know right now is it is a very, like this, the females in this movie are strong as hell. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not about, it's not about ugh, okay. So it's not about what the trailer wants you to think it's about. Mm-hmm. So, in the end, the um, after the, after the film was made, they um, which the whole point of it is that they're trying to expand on what has previously been seen in horror films, especially in the two thousand, which is very male driven horror stories. Right. Um, and those were marketed at a very male audience. Mm-hmm. So what they did, the marketing team, who was a bunch of Dudes, they, and it was their idea to put her in um, an adult chat and have her do Q and A's. To which Diablo, the writer and producer, was like, "Absolutely not! You're not doing that to Megan." She didn't. She but didn't even let them like propose it to Megan it as to an her. option. No, she, was she was like, like "You're not." She's like, "You will never mention that," because like, what the fuck? No, it'll ruin her. That'd be horrible. And it would ruin. It would um, just like it's just uh, like she. The way that she described it in interviews, like well after the fact, was like, "You can't do that." 
to Megan, like, as a person. like As a person, you cannot like, do that. That's soul crushing. Yeah. Like, that's just so horrible to her to be like, hey, we don't care jack shit about your talent as an actor. Yeah, she's a very talented yeah. actress, especially in this movie. It really showcases that. And she talks about that a bit whenever she was doing, like, actual interviews for actual magazines. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how it's very different than what she had done on the Transformers. And I have a direct quote here that I would love to use because it cracked me up. I love Megan Fox so much. She says, so there's no distractions. Like, there's no robots to distract you from whatever performance I give. So if it's terrible, you're going to fucking know that it's really terrible. <laughs> and I was like, that's that's true. So it was kind of like her, I know Transformers was like her breakout role, you know, yeah. critically, but th- this was her breakout role, like acting wise, it really showcased her chops. Absolutely. And so, and the women who made this film knew that and that's why they picked her. So the men, okay, so <laughs> there is a kiss in this movie that is, we will talk about it in depth and what it means and is a kiss between Megan Fox's character and Amanda Seyfried's character. Um, obviously the mark, it is not the bulk of the movie. It is not meant to be this, like, it's not even super meant to be super sexual in my opinion. That's not how I got it. Mm -hmm. But the marketing team took it and they're like, you know what guys like Megan Fox kissing women and Megan Fox coming out of water and Megan Fox licking her lips. Mm -hmm. So that is the entire, entire trailer. Oh my god! It shows like none of the cool shit she does. Like all like there's some really witty dialogue in here. They cut all that shit out because you know that's not what's gonna sell. Is what they thought. That's what because people keep underselling their audience right. and they were marketing it towards men who just wanted to see Megan Fox in a white dress come out of a pool and kiss people. Which is so mind blowing to me that they're like, oh, no one's gonna watch this movie for like the witty dialogue and like that kind of shit. When like literally, off the tales of Juno, like. That yeah, is, that's what won that her, is like what, all these awards. That is what she does. Like that is like she she is so good at capturing like the the verbal prowess of Midwestern youth, you know. Mm-hmm. And like Yeah. Well like put. Juno didn't do well because of the nudism. You know? Like No, like it like, was that is <laughs> It was all about the dialogue. It was all about the story and it was all about the female perspective. Exactly. And it won an Oscar, so it's like, come on, like. But this is horror. People want sex. But it's horror, so horror is for boys. <laughs> horror is only for boys, um, and that's why um, Cody popped in, and she's like, "I'm gonna write a horror movie because like that's fucking stupid." Because mm-hmm. she's obviously a horror fan, and in her, in her, as she was writing the script, and I have a quote from her too. She was, she says, she's simultaneously trying to pay tribute to some of the conventions that we've already seen in horror, yet at the same time, kind of turn them on her ear, mm-hmm. or turn them on their ear, which I appreciate because. And that like that was around the time in the 2000s when we were just turning out the same damn movie over and over and over again. Yeah, like we we don't need prom night again. We don't like just make your own damn movie. (laughs) And so and she did. And she did. And she made her own damn characters that are not any archetype from any horror movie that's ever happened and that are strong female characters for the good or for the bad. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was very impressive. And she also wanted to um, play with the trope where the last survivor standing in a horror movie is like always a woman. Mm hmm. Um, and she's like, I think that we can kind of exploit that in like a very feminist way. And so she did yeah. and it was done very well. Yeah, I, I agree. Like she like, and, and like, well, obviously like spoiler alert, if you haven't, if you're new to this podcast, we spoil the movie. Uh, <laughs> but like, I we really like it. how she put a spin on the ending. Like, yeah, like the last woman standing kind of thing. Cause usually like it's, um, 
I don't know, kind of up- uplifting, like, oh, yay, she survived. Whereas this one is like pretty yes. dark. You're like, oh, it's shit, dark. she survived. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I was rooting for you, but now am I? But not like that. But not, yeah, not like that. that. <laughs> not like that. Um, okay, so we have Megan Fox. We have Amanda Seyfried, um, uh, post Mean Girls, but pre-Broadway. We have... Chris Pratt? An actor who... <laughs> Yeah, we have very, Chris Pratt in Barely there. briefly, we have Chris Pratt. For, I was like... We have Chris Pratt. He sh- I was have, I was so shook. I was like, what the hell? I was He's shook. This well, they had like him. Suddenly, they just threw in J.K. Simmons. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like Adam Brody? Um, Adam Brody. Amy Sedaris is her mom. I'm like... Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Well, and like... <laughs> and like doing... Digging up on this on this um, movie, like... It, I was... I was... I knew Adam Brody from the OC. And like, as I saw him, I like... I could not put my finger on it at first. I'm like, who are you? I know your face. I know your voice. And yeah, he was in the OC. And I found out by researching this movie that Brad... Um, not Brad Pitt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brad Pitt was in this movie, Chris too. Chris Pratt... <laughs> Chris Pratt was also in the OC. I've never seen the OC, Chris. Well, it's just weird because I know that's how I know Adam Brody, but I have zero recollection of Chris Pratt being well, in that Chris, show. I have no recollection. I knew Adam Brody was in this movie. Like, I don't remember really watching it, but I knew he was in this movie. Didn't know Chris Pratt was in this movie. Literally, yeah. I was. He, that that man went from zero to a hundred. And he was literally <laughs> in one one scene, but he just showed up and was like, what? Chris like, Pratt? And he wasn't needed either. Yeah, I was like, is that? Okay. But he's listed in like a bunch of like the um like the promos like oh with Chris Pratt. It's just like and you was he you hot can tell at that, that it, time? No, but you can tell that it gets retroactive. Yeah. Like oh, Chris with Pratt Chris is now Pratt. famous, so like let's include him. <laughs> and it's just like okay. <laughs> okay, kind not that seems like a lie. <laughs> um did you get to read a little bit about um who they were trying to cast for Adam Brody's character? I, I dug a little bit and I there was someone who I thought was kind of silly, but I, now I can't remember who it was. Who was it? So there were a couple of people. So Adam Brody is the lead singer of this grungy um, cult band called Low Shoulder. They are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And in his full eyeliner, Adrian Brody glory. So they had a couple of other people that they wanted to do. They were looking for an actual rock band and they really wanted to get Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> probably like probably not great for their image. So I'm I'm fine with their agent turning that down. Um, and then they wanted to get Joel Madden from Good Charlotte. Um, and then they just threw in Chad Michael Murray because why the fuck not? It's 2009. <laughs> he was he was <laughs> hot not? then. He was everywhere, but I don't think that this would have been a good fit for him. I don't know. I could, like I could see him pulling. Yeah, I could see him pulling it off, though. He would just have to dye his mm. hair black, and then he would fit in like the whole indie grunge thing. It'd be fine. Mm. Or put a wig on. Mm. Are you kidding? He was like one. This is like One Tree Hill era. I didn't see One Tree Hill. Oh my! I didn't see it until like a couple years ago. But it's. Is it not the same as the OC? No. Oh my god! Totally. Okay. Hundred percent different. No similarities. <laughs> so different okay. they're like okay. that's like comparing <laughs> any of our dating shows they're so different they're just so different like the bachelor versus love island mm-hmm. those actually are very different oh my god <laughs> okay so they're not and that i will forever but, so like, the OC. but low shoulder is a real band i think it's gossip girl too is it shut well, up so no, it, okay not. well they're not called low shoulder 
Um, okay, good, because that's a bad name. No, they, they called them something else. I think it was like soft shoulder, and then they changed it to low shoulder. Soft shoulder? I don't know. Um, but Ew. but no, they are they are a real band, and they went for a while. Um, Wait, are these original songs? Yeah, okay. So Oh, some of them so are. So it's a real band. They're called right. Wildling in real life, which is their that's most recent rebranding. I swear to God, like looking up this band's history, they, they rebranded themselves name. like a thousand times. Um, and they wrote most of the songs. So like the, the big song that he sings, um, you know, when the bars burst into flames, like that was written by them. Mm-hmm. Obviously Adam Brody is not actually part of the band or anything, but, um, <laughs> no. but they're still like, as far as I can tell, they've been making music up until 2017 and that's where the Dope. trail goes, goes cold. But, well, I like their music. I really liked the music. Like, it wasn't movie. bad, right? It was like good, you, and it was like it, really good for the vibe. It sounded like just any, well, that's rude. It sounded like, you know, no, any, like, real, like, <laughs> indie music that you would hear on the radio, though, you know? I really, it just, it stood out to me. I really liked it. I was shocked. I oh, thought good, he was, I thought he was going to be, like, shoulder. super shitty. I was like, oh, my God. And then Jennifer was just going to, like, being all doe-eyed at this guy singing, like, a really shitty song in, like, some, shit song. like, <laughs> middle of nowhere Minnesota pub. <laughs> like, I was like, great. Which I, I would have been on... I would have been there for that vibe, to be honest. What do you mean? Like, I would have been so okay with it if he had just been a really shitty singer. Like, I would have been like, yes, no. perfect. <laughs> like, it just would have been so much funnier. But like, I do really. She has, she has standards. Jennifer has standards. Yeah, she's. O- they're poor standards. Yeah, she's not even a backdoor just... virgin anymore. Yeah, I can't wait to start talking about that. <laughs> so. That's delightful. So let's just let's hit this movie up, shall we? Because I I really want to talk about. Yeah, it. there's a couple of things I want to know. One, okay. how literally how much money was spent on this movie? Um, I think okay, a fair so, amount, probably. Yeah, a fair amount. So this was. Um, Megan Fox so had to be expensive because she was like very famous at this time. So the so the the budget was sixteen million, which is sixty or sixteen. 16 okay that's that's reasonable it's, it's fine it's reasonable it's um fine. they did not they didn't so i didn't i don't know the reception for this movie other than nobody talks about this movie really and i don't remember it being big when it came out and they only recovered about like 31.6 million from their 16 at least they broke even not good they broke <laughs> barely like they didn't double it like they just kind of it was a movie by it was a movie it happened compared to juno no like about it yeah. yeah, that's not really fair to compare <laughs> Juno. Um, oh, God, how much did Juno make? Now I want to know. No, we're going to stay on topic. So that's all I know about the box office. Like, it did okay. So do you, well, how did it do critically? Like, I know Very it's celebrated. Poorly. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, basically, I, I agree. I, I did not know that this movie was a thing back when it actually came out. Like, mm-hmm. I only knew that it was a, a movie vaguely because of Tumblr gifts of this movie. Um, is it her just lighting her tongue on fire yeah that's pretty much it it's a great gif (laughs) it's a that's so solid (laughs) but yeah so i I, it yeah it just generally did not do very well so like on imdb it got a 5.2 that's bad which is pretty bad bad. um even for a lot of the i mean horror films generally do worse on like um everything reviewer websites and things like this but that's pretty bad even for a horror film to be honest um Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. What do you think? If you had to, if you had to guess, I'm sad. I don't. Twenty eight. So harsh. <laughs> Was the, it better the, than that? 
Yeah, the critics gave it a 45. So well, like no, still not bad. critics. Like the like the public. Audience gave it 34, so like barely that's better. Still, that's the same thing. I said 28. Yeah, barely better. Okay. Um, and then on Metacritic, Metacritic I think is pretty harsh. So it gets a Metacritic score of 47 and a user score of only 5.8 out of 10. So I guess a little bit better than IMDb. Most of the reviews for this movie are like solidly lukewarm. Like very few people really liked this movie and like relatively less people hated this movie, but there definitely are like haters out there for sure. Um, The best Metacritic score was an 80, which is not great. Um, And that was from the slate. And they they were like, oh, this movie has like is like a wicked black comedy with unexpected emotional resonance. Um, like they seemed to like it, but it was still kind of like a very superficial. Like they didn't really dig into the movie kind of review. Mm-hmm. The harshest review was from the Village Voice, which isn't too surprising because I feel like they're kind of a tough crowd to please. <laughs> But basically, it's just like, it's kind of a frustrating review because all that they really do is compare it to Diablo Cody's Juno, which is... You can't is, do that. I mean, apples to oranges, people. Like, Juno is like... Apples to demons. antithesis. <laughs> yeah. If, what if Juno just be, like became a demon halfway through the movie? Yeah, it's like Juno <laughs> like, gave birth to the Antichrist at the end. Then we could talk about comparing no, these two movies. No, you can't compare those two. And they're oh different God. audiences, too. What a twist, though. If like, I mean, I would have, I would, I would have liked it, but I'm, the public probably <laughs> wouldn't have. Let's be honest, though. If anyone's gonna like father the Antichrist, is it not Michael Sarah's mustache? I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't trust him as far as I can throw him, and I can throw him pretty far, actually. So he's very light. He is light. Um, as so, Juno emphasizes. As so, she emphasizes. We obviously do need to talk about our favorite reviewer, though. Is it the Austin Chronicle? The Austin Chronicle, okay. obviously. So they give this movie a glowing two out of five stars. I knew you were going to be sassy about it. I knew you were going to What do they say? I mean, their, their, their ultimate, the, like the last sentence of their review and like essentially their opinion is, without real scares, only intermittent laughs and a trite flashback structure that narrates the movie via Needy's perpetual voiceover, Jennifer's bar- body is hardly robust. Oh, that's gross. I don't like Harsh. that. Harsh. Oh, okay. Um, that's a bit mean. I think... But to each their own, I guess. I do... I, I see how this movie can be divisive, though. Like, I feel like you either go into this movie and, like, it meets your expectations. That's So that's what it's about. Or it's confusing. So it's about... Expect, so, like, I didn't have expectations for this movie. Um, maybe I had a little mm-hmm. bit better expectations because all I knew is that it had like a very, like a small following. So I yeah. knew it would be different, but when I'm sure with the marketing that they did for this movie, which was just very standard for every single horror movie they had been churning out. If you mm-hmm. go in to this after expecting that, I bet you don't like it or I bet it's yeah. confusing. Yeah. I bet if you're looking for, you know, scream five or mm-hmm. prom night two, like this was g- definitely going to like, be a little bit of a shock for you. I don't know. I went into this movie with very high expectations just because like I already had this like this movie is a cult classic, you know, mm-hmm. like pro women tale in my head. Mm-hmm. I um, didn't know it was very feminist. I didn't know anything about that. I just got that vibe from the way that like people portrayed it on on Tumblr in the sure. late 2000s. <laughs> late 2000s. 
Well, now you have to tell me what you thought of the movie. No. So. No? What's next on our agenda? So we've talked about the money. We've talked about the review. Um, Should we just dive in? I'd love to dive in. Okay. So this movie takes place in a very small town called Devil's Kettle, Minnesota. Which is a great name. Which is a real place. What? Um. Yeah, so Devil's Kettle is a real place, and the water bottle, the woo, water bottle, water, the water bottle, the waterfall is real. Like it's actually a town named after a waterfall called Devil's Kettle. Really? Yeah. So it's that's cool. Yeah, it's in Magny State Park, Minnesota. Um, but it's actually kind of interesting. So like, we open up with this um, voiceover, which. The Austin Chronicle Hates by Amanda Seyfried telling us that like, oh, there's this waterfall in her town called Devil's Kettle. And the whole point is that it's like it just disappears into a hole yeah. and no one knows where it goes. Right. Like it just a little vortex. People, people throw stuff in and it never comes back out. And it's like, ooh, very ominous. Like, ooh, what's what are we going to like? Weirdly enough, we don't do anything with this waterfall the entire movie. Yes, they do. I mean, kind of. But I thought they were going to throw her into the waterfall and then that didn't happen. She's too big. <laughs> She's too big. She can't fit. She can't fit. Well, okay, so here's the thing, though. So I tried to find pictures of the real Devil's Kettle, and, like, there definitely are pictures, but I couldn't find anything that looked like the movie at all, and I was really oh, sure. confused. And, like, but then I looked up the the set for the movie, and they filmed at the real Devil's Kettle, so then that just confused me more. So it turns out the Devil's Kettle waterfall in real life splits in two, and half of it just drops normal and the other half just goes into a hole and never emerges. But there's no like, there's no whirlpool. So like that was completely CGI. They completely added the that in. I liked the whirlpool. I thought it was a really good it touch. Cool. It was like super ominous. And you're like, that's definitely a gateway to hell. Absolutely. Like, absolutely real. But this whole thing about like it goes into the hole and never comes out. Like that has been a mystery for forever. And like there's all these urban legends about where it goes and like what's like how it works. Um, and people have for years been throwing shit in there, like scientists, regular people. There's urban legends of someone throwing a car in there. Um, a car. Scienti- scientists threw like entire like logs in and they just never logs. came back out. Yeah, logs. They threw ping pong balls. They've thrown dyes. They've thrown all kinds of shit. I'm into just this imagining scientists hole. just like emptying their purses into this <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> whirlpool. Yeah, well, <laughs> there was like this classic, there was like famous experiment where they took like thousands of ping pong balls and they wrote a phone number on it and then they threw them in there and it was like call this phone number if you find one so we can figure out where it came out oh, that's brilliant and they ping never pong. found they never found a ping pong ball and no one ever called that's sad it goes i to know hell, probably probably well a couple years ago hydrologists ruined everybody's fun because that's no. what you do when you're a fucking hydrologist no like name a fun one i'm I sorry if any one. of you are hydrologists we're sorry <laughs> Actually, yeah, I don't even know any, so I can't name a fun one. But hydrologists did a very, a, a, sort of an obvious experiment that I'm surprised no one had done at that point. And they just measured the flow rates at the top and the bottom of the waterfall. And mm-hmm. and they're the same. The water doesn't go anywhere. It probably just like comes back out right there. And there's this idea that like the water pressure is so intense inside of wherever this hole like is. And it's just swirling around that it just crushes and destroys anything that you throw in there. Oh, God. Yeah. So we don't really know, but the water can't be leaving the river because the flow rates are the same at the top and the bottom. So okay. it's impossible for half the water to be disappearing. Interesting. So, so that's not what this movie's about. I would just like to... Oh, no. I just... Oh, I'm so sorry. In. I just nerded out a little bit on this a waterfall. Lot. <laughs> a lot, actually. 
right. I watched so many conspiracy theories about a very movie. real horror, <laughs> a very real waterfall in Minnesota. <laughs> Welcome to our horror waterfall podcast. It's just Chris. <laughs> Ranting y'all about want, flow rates. Y'all wanted the tea. <laughs> you wanted the tea. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to um, fictional Devil's Kettle, which is much more fascinating than the real one I have learned. So um, <laughs> we it's, we get a bunch of flashbacks and stuff. That's kind of I agree that the structure of the movie, like I'm not really a big flashback voiceover person, but you know whatever. Um, I don't mind it. Like, I, I'm fine with that structure. It's very like mid late two thousands. It yeah, it like it yeah. You're right. That's yeah yeah. That's fine. So um, basically, we have Jennifer, who is Megan Fox. We have Needy, which is a really mean name <laughs> for Amanda Seyfried, um, who is just like her home, like Jennifer's homely, quiet mm-hmm. n- nerd friend. Her caddy, if you will. Yeah, her basically her her caddy, and so and Jennifer like wears midriff tops and like popped collars and puts on lipstick stick and sucks mm-hmm. on lollipops all the time. She's so, basically Johnny Depp's character from Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Oh, you just, okay. You're we just got a really vibe, into- I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just the hot girl in town. Um, she convinces Needy to go to like a local dive bar because she wants to watch this band Low Shoulder. Um, and they have Adam Brody, who is their disgusting lead singer, who speaks a bit too loudly as he talks to his friends about how Megan Fox is totally a version. And they, Oh my God. He's literally like on the stage, like, Hey, (laughs) Hey God, I, I, she's definitely not had sex. He's like mic'd. I'm pretty sure already. (laughs) And Amanda's just like playing ping pong being like, what the fuck? Fuck. (laughs) I'm right here. Like this is a very small bar. (laughs) Yeah. It's very tiny. There's like 25 people in it. And he's like, that bitch over there is definitely a virgin. hundred percent. Yeah. And Megan Fox is being very doe eyed at Adam Brody. And she's like, can I get you a shot? And he's like, yeah, of course, babe. And she so goes, I, I like whenever she gets the um, the red, white, and blue shots, and she's actually kind of adorable about it. It's like, yeah. it's like a layered shot, and she's like, okay, it's called a red, white, and blue shot, but you have to drink it really fast, or else it turns brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, she's, and she's like, oh, fuck, they didn't fill this one up all the way. <laughs> she's, so she, Megan Fox is charming as hell as Jennifer. Charming as hell. Like, like she, she's the mean girl. Like, she's... She's not nice. She's a bad person. She's not. She's not necessarily. She's just like not an empathetic person. Like yeah. Jennifer is taking care of Jennifer, <laughs> mm-hmm. but she's hilarious and she's honest about it. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, you do you, girl. So like she's she's unashamed about her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like for example, whenever Needy overhears them being like, oh yeah, that girl's a virgin, and Needy does the thing that she thinks is nice. She thinks she's gonna be helpful, but pretty much ultimately secures Megan's fate. She goes up to Adam Brody and lies and is like, yeah, she's a virgin and it's better than being with creeps like you. Yeah, exactly. Good friend move. Not in this specific incident. It's actually a bad move, but really good friend move. And then she goes up to Megan Fox and she's like, those guys are saying you're a virgin and they're being creepy. And you get this hilarious honesty from Jennifer who's like, uh, I'm not even a backdoor virgin. And it wasn't even fun. (laughs) And it wasn't even fun. I had to sit on a bag of frozen peas the entire (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she's so matter of fact, she's not bragging. She's just very honest and open about it, which is delightful. And And there's like a very strong illusion that it was Chris Chris Pratt's character that was coming in the back. It's so charming and delightful. Chris Pratt's character is like a like a young deputy, I think. Yeah. And Megan Fox is a high school student. So it's so delightful that I can just like scooch past the fact that 
one of her partners is clearly not a high school student. <laughs> I just gooch on past that. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And also note, there's nothing wrong with being a virgin at all, but don't tell strangers at bars that because I promise they are not interested for respectful reasons. No, either like, yeah, like either there's like... like Best case like, scenario, it's a fetish. Like we and Amanda definitely get like a sexual assault vibe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Turns out to be so much worse than that. So much worse. But like, so, there is no good alternative, right? No, like, there's no there's good not. interpretation. No, they're not like, like, oh, she's really a virgin. Really, me too. Let's, just, like, let's go pray. Let's, <laughs> yeah. No. And if they do, do not go with them. So like, that's still weird. Still <laughs> weird. So now we're at this bar, this cute little dive bar, and suddenly everything's on fire. Yeah, we're just like watching Adam Brody lip sync to a relatively very good, a good early, song, late, like yeah. late two thousands indie song. A good song, yeah. And then I don't know about you, but I definitely got the vibe that Jennifer was setting everything on fire. No, I didn't get that vibe at all. Oh, I did. Because like she didn't break eye contact with him, even when the fire is like very blatant. Like I just got the I, I just got this weird vibe that like she was already a demon. No. And that she was lighting the place on fire. No, I not mean, I was all. wrong. I feel like, like she was like um like just in shock. Like she was very much just like a 16 year old kid in a bar way out of her league and it's on mm-hmm. fire and she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So now, um, just so people are dying, like very violently, (laughs) like all around them. Like Amanda's like, Hey, let's go. And like literally a woman behind them, like gets crushed by a burning pillar. And it's just like, now things went from zero to 60 very fast. Okay. By the way, Amanda Seafried is needy. So we'll be saying needy and Amanda interchangeably. Obviously. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. So then, um, she manages to like, get the basically like catatonic Jennifer out of the bar and is like mm-hmm. sitting on the ground like, hey, are you okay? Um, but then Jennifer, like the Adam Brody comes up to her wearing his eyeliner and apparently peer pressure like is very real. Jacket. Yeah, and he like goes up to her. He has like a beer and he's like, here you go. Gives like it's makes so, her it's, down it's a like beer. It's so much worse than that. Like he's holding like a whiskey glass. That's right. It, he, um, like, he looks like such a douchebag. Like... <laughs> Like and here and so side note, I understand that Needy is sixteen and she just witnessed many people literally burn to death. People so she am, knows. Yeah. Well, so and I'm not ca- I'm not trying to cast judgment on her at all. But if that was me and you, for example, and again I'm mm-hmm. an adult, but if that was me and you and you were catatonic and this guy who was talking about how you were a virgin was trying to get you to drink whiskey out of his flask, I would have slapped that the fuck out of his hand and not no way in hell would you be getting in his van. Right. Like, I mean, no. and, and like Needy was obviously fighting it and she was like, she was, like, she was doing her do best. Not like, like go, come with me, like, like stay away from him. He's creepy. Like whatever. Like, and but she, she, couldn't make she just him. felt, she just felt very out of control out of the, of the whole situation. So and like, she no, was like, she's 16. No, like no judgment for her. She's 16. Megan Fox is in shock and she's going mm-hmm. with these cool guys. They're giving her beer and she's like, okay, I'm going to get in your van. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have let that happen. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. But um, now we have this um, fabulous line where Needy calls her boyfriend Chip. Yes, his name is Chip. Chip. And, and yes, he looks about eight years younger than her. He looks like a chip. Mm-hmm. He does look like a chip. And so she goes, she's on the phone with him because she just goes home, like not to the police or anything. She just goes to her empty house, calls yeah, Chip. I mean, and I guess, I guess she just truly is in shock. I mean, surely the police will find out about the only bar in town bursting into flames with multiple deaths, but... Yeah, yeah, I I, guess, I feel like I would have called. I would have called else. somebody, my mother, her mother, 
Nope. We need Chip on we the We need line. Chip. <laughs> we have this great line where Chip is like, holy shit, she got into a dark, very tinted van and drew him off in the woods. Did you get the make and model of the car? To which she replies, I don't know, Chip, an 89 rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's some, like, witty dialogue in this movie. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, our gym <laughs> like, coats just burst into flame yeah. next to me, and then my best friend got abducted. Like, Yeah, I have the VIN sorry. number. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for reminding me. Chip. Chip. <laughs> Useless. So then um, she just goes to sleep because, like, what you going to do? So she goes to sleep, and then Jennifer appears in her house um, covered in blood, smiling very creepily. Um, Super demon takes it like well. Major Super, demon like, vibes. Major demon vibes. I would. Needy mm. takes it too well. She's being a good friend. Too well. Like if I'm sorry, but if you came, I mean, if you being you, like I would immediately. I wouldn't need blood. Possession. Like if I, I was just like in your kitchen, you would be like you're possessed. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I'm sorry, but she's covered in blood. She's being super creepy. Just like Needy's like, are you all right? Like she like Jennifer. Like, hey, girl. Jennifer like stumbles <laughs> over to the over to the um the Fridge. refrigerator makes some sort of horrible like pterodactyl screech rips a rotisserie chicken out of there and just starts eating it with her bare fingers <laughs> like screams again and amanda's like do you need some water like are you all right like should we talk about it and it's just like needy she's giving you every sign of demon possession she is like, letting you know she's giving you the receipts and you're just like oh that jennifer oh, had, she a, had rough a bad night. day <laughs> So then as soon as Jennifer's trying to eat this like meat that she's ripping out of Needy's fridge, mm-hmm. um, which I actually think it's kind of sweet that she went immediately to Needy's house instead of her own. Like, I think that's kind of sweet, kind of touching. I think she has a troubled life. Yeah. she. You think? <laughs> oh, my God. So now um, she tried to eat that food and then immediately vomits a trail of horrible black spiny fluid. And then starts laughing hysterically, shoves Needy up against a wall, basically feels her up mm. and asks, like, are you scared? Nibbles on her neck a little bit. Yeah. Throws her against a door frame and then leaves. And, like, Needy is, like, definitely shooken at this point, but she's still handling it, in my opinion, Better than too I would. well. <laughs> she just kind of freezes, which I guess is an option. Kind of a fun fact, because, like, the black vomit, demon vomit is, like, kind mm. of a, a classic trope, right? But do you know what they used for that? I do know what they used for that. They used Hershey's chocolate syrup mm-hmm. along with they, a little bit of CGI. They <laughs> use a lot of syrup. And I remember that, I know that because I saw a quote from Megan Fox where she was talking about, yeah, I had this thing and it was shooting out Hershey's syrup. And she's like, wait, no, don't say Hershey's. I don't want them to think like I endorse Hershey's or something. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate syrup. Let it be known. Any Jennifer's body brand. is just one big promo for Hershey's <laughs> for chocolate Hershey's. syrup. Nothing mm. makes a better chocolate milk. I knew I wanted some as soon as I saw that. Mm. So, also, I guess Needy's mom is like absentee at work. I don't know. So the next morning, Jennifer just goes to school, and Needy just she's, goes to school. She's fine. She is fine. So, um, Needy's like really shook up. Like everyone in school is like crying because half of their class and many of their teachers died um exploded and, and then, we have like the archetype english teacher yeah jk simmons is that an archetype a hook-handed jk simmons maybe not the maybe not the hook-handed part but like just the way he comes in he's like all right guys we need to talk about our feelings stat that's <laughs> like, true yeah that's that's true but um jennifer's just being super aloof 
um, horrible, one might say. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about how the town has been devastated by all these deaths. And she's like laughing. Yeah, she's like, yeah, had it coming. Red flags. So big red, red flags. Red flags. And there's that football kid, because he's wearing his letterman to let us know that he plays football. And mm-hmm. one of his um, best friends obviously died in the fire. And so she obviously. seduces him, um, is like convinces that he, I think, he's, I think he's a football captain, convinces him to go out into the woods. It's what his friend would have wanted. That's literally her argument. And it, it was so creepy. She was like, right before he died, he told me that you and me would make a great couple. And he's like... <gasps> He did. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> oh, honey I, bear. Like, I kind of like it because it's. I like that it's not like a gullible woman. It's like a very gullible man. It's got and very like. like yes, it, it's for very sure. like um, football players from Heather's vibe. Yes, it is. Like extremely. stupid, a little bit gay, <laughs> a little uh, bit gay. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, I'll go to the woods." So they start making out in the woods, and then we have a creepy, like almost, like. It's like a Snow White sort of moment where like Is all the woodland we creatures. Say? Yeah, I think so. Like all the woodland creatures gather around and they're just watching and he's like, look. And like literally like there's just deer, beavers, Rabbits. squirrels, all of them a just platypus. watching. Like I'm waiting for the song to start playing. Like I'm waiting for the music to swell. <laughs> and she's like, oh, they're just here to watch. And then she just fucking eats him. Yeah. Her she jaw unhinges him. like a snake and she yes. eats him. And this is this is another this is thing. The, oh, go ahead. This is the best part. What's the best part? Where we just like hear him screaming bloody murder. Oh yeah. And then the that same English teacher is getting into his car and he hears the screaming and he's like, "Let it out, man! Just let." It. Like he thinks he's out there like crying about his best friend being ways. dead. He's like, and he's like, "Let it out!" Like, <laughs> yeah. He he eventually catches on and is like he's screaming a lot and like goes and finds his body, but. Um, yeah. I did. I did want to mention because you know how I feel about CGI and how it's overused in modern more in modern movies. So, sure. uh, Kusama, the director, was the person who was like, "We definitely want to make this movie as organically as possible." And mm-hmm. they, she she was very appreciative of the horror effects from older movies because um, they can be effective than using a globs of CGI. So this mm-hmm. was actually like a mold of Megan Fox's head and a body double, and they had like, it actually could like unhinge and do all this oh, crazy Oh, creepy. Crap. I know, it's really, really neat. But that, that, that takes a lot of effort, but it worked out very well because it comes across beautifully. It doesn't look mm-hmm. cheesy. No, no, it, it, was, it was very compelling. Yeah, very compelling. And then I liked the touch of having a deer... Um, eating his body remains. Yeah, what was that? I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, a deer, an unmistakable herbivore is just licking his exposed intestines. And I'm just like, of all the creatures that you had gather, you yeah, made the deer? The deer. Like, lick his They're, intestines? Like, a coyote was there. Like, what are, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, meanwhile, we got the members of Lowe's Shoulder. They're back. <laughs> um, and they're super popular due to their um, fake heroism because everyone... Oh yeah, that and they've sprung them into told, fame. Yes, they, they're they wrote super a song. famous. It's the new anthem mm-hmm. of the tragedy. Mm-hmm. And they're making charity appearances at the school formal. And there was a really great. What was it? They're like, they are amazing people. They have offered to donate two percent of their sales. Yeah, something silly <laughs> like that. <laughs> to to be, rebuilding the community. And everyone's like, oh my god. And Needy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Needy's like, are you all just like? Did you all just drink Kool-Aid or is something? Is there a like, gas leak? 
Yeah, she's like, guys, they're terrible. Like they're monetizing and off of like a hor- of like our tragedy. And then like there's that weird scene where the there's all those kids standing in front of like the smoldering ashes of the bar and they're singing this mm-hmm. like indie pop song. It doesn't like, fit. And it's just like what? Like what they're the holding candles and they're singing like a fucking Green Day song and you're Yeah, like, it's like Green Day music. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> a lot, Chris. A lot is happening. A lot. Turns out there's a very good reason that all this happened. Excuse me? Turns out there's a reason all of this happened. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the point. So a month later, we are going to go back to Jennifer because that's, it's her movie. Because she's looking hot and now she's not. Yeah, that's the thing. So they're trying to be like, like she's very pale. Like her eyes are sunken in. They're like, they work a lot with like makeup and prosthetics to like mm-hmm. put, make her eyes look heavy. She still looks like a babe to be absolutely clear. Yeah, she just looks tired. She just looks like she has like a little bit of a cold. Yeah. Like, like that's it. Like she's oh, well, still she does, gorgeous. She does like start dropping weight. So she's like like more unthrifty and like skinny looking, but yeah. she's still Megan goddamn Fox. So yeah, they're like put your hair in an updo and like don't wash it for a day. And then <laughs> don't put on your mascara. Your <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, nice try. You tried. Um, so then of course you immediately is getting hit on at school because it's still Megan Fox. And um, this emo kid who wears like chains on his pants, like asks her out. And I absolutely love the way that she just tortures him while he's trying to ask her out. Like she's just openly bullying him. Yeah, and he's just like, Fuck, and he's just that's there hot. for it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, cool. It's so embarrassing. It, it and Needy's just sitting there, like, what is what Needy's is like, going on? He's like, he's actually really cool. Like he writes good poetry. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, and she's like, all right, like. I'll text you and like we're, we'll fuck tonight. We'll we will do yeah, it tonight. Much, and Needy's like, she said. Needy I'm gonna let like her grieve in her own being way. Like, Excuse. <laughs> yes, yes. But then like, we get she's to like, go You're to reckless. that house. She gets to go to that house, which is this is one of my favorite scenes of the movie, where he because he's not a smart kid, so he's he a little gullible. He's thinking gullible. with one head and not the other. That's it. And that's a very much a theme for this movie is these gullible young men mm-hmm. being seduced by the succubus that is Megan Fox. And oh, so yeah. there's, it's obviously an empty house that's under actively under construction. Like there's no lights except for 80 candles. I, I love when he pulls up, like he's singing some like indie, <laughs> like emo song yes. and he pulls up and he's like, it's a fully dark street. And he just like, you can see the wheels attempting yes. to turn in his head. He's like, attempting. this doesn't seem right. And you're like, whatever. So he goes up to the door. It's well, yeah, because up. then he gets a because t- then he gets a text from Megan that's like, come upstairs. He's like, OK. All right. He gets in All there. Right. Like, it's clearly in a it's, a it's like a dilapidated under construction home. Like there's plastic tarps everywhere. He's like, he's like, this is a little abnormal, but maybe they're redecorating. Mm-hmm. Ma- there's maybe like 90 lit candles on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to her credit, she went all out. She did go all out. That's kind of her thing. She like yep. does this like once a month, I guess. And she like sets the mood, mm-hmm. <laughs> does what she's got to do. And then she eats him. So, and then she eats. And then she eats him. And I like it because they have like the plastic, um, like what's it called? Like the drop down plastic, mm-hmm. particular plastic, construction plastic. And he, it's behind that. So you get the really awesome shadow visual of her jaw and hinging. And then you get the mm-hmm. blood splatter. It's gorgeous. It's, it's pretty rough. And then like, it's the, gorgeous. But then it's just like, it's such an awkward like transition from that to then her just like literally like, scooping the blood out of his like, like open <laughs> abdomen. Like, 
I'm just like, oh. Yeah, because she was just like digging it with her teeth and now she's like pawing around it. Yeah, I mean, she was just kind of like, she was like a hookworm, you know, sloppy eater, like just rip it up and then drink later kind of thing. Mm, yeah, that, like just like a hookworm, exactly. Just like a hookworm. Exactly like a hookworm. My parasitologist, no, you get me. Oh, wait, that's right. So then I forgot, we have this horrible um, parallelism where while that's happening, Needy and her remarkably young looking boyfriend, who I looked yep, it up, four he's year not, old chip. they're actually the same age, but... Praise. He looks. He looks twelve. Um, they start having sex. I guess it's like their first time, and it's extremely awkward. And um, she starts having visions, pretty much, of what's happening to Jennifer. Yeah, we're just like going back and forth between them having sex and Jennifer murdering this boy. And yeah, this, the juxtaposition is very. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So <laughs> she like runs out because she's like someone's dead. She gets in her car. I don't know where she's going, but she's going. And she, Jennifer, like, jumps into the road. And obviously, she almost gets run over. And she's like, Amanda, Needy, wh- where, what are your goals here? I don't know what her goals are. Like, I'm just, I'm confused about where she is right now on, like, who Jennifer is as a person. Like, if the first night where Jennifer was clearly demon-possessed wasn't enough for her, like, how many, how many signals does she need? Well, that's kind of why I she like is it. loyal to a fault. <laughs> She's loyal to a fault, and that's that's what. Not all female relationships, to be clear, but in high school, that's what female relationships can be. And mm-hmm. we'll get there with the kiss scene, but they can be so intense and intimate and mm-hmm. controlling, and you lose a sense of yourself into that person, and that's what yeah. happened. Absolutely. Like before she was a demon and now it's just she's a demon. So it's a little worse. Yeah. A little bit worse. She's a bad influence. So <laughs> she's not a good influence. So what happens? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Jennifer goes. Jennifer meets her back home. That's right. And then we get the uh. we get the exposition that we've been missing on what the fuck is going on with Jennifer. Right. Yeah. So Amanda so tries to Amanda just goes to bed. Like, I don't I don't know how she could possibly sleep at this point. Mm hmm. Like, she just had a vision. She's like, I gotta get my REM. Like, I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> and then so she gets into bed, and then Jennifer's just, like, in there with her. And, like, in a brief moment of, like, lucid thought, Needy's like, can you please get the fuck out of my house? <laughs> 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 like, I'm sorry, but whether or not this is your fault, I feel like it's your fault, and I just really need some alone time right now. Uh-huh. I need a minute. And Jennifer's response to that is, like, here, watch me cut my arm open with a with a knitting needle. Is this and before or after they like make out? Oh, you're right. They kiss first. They kiss first. I think. Yes. I don't remember. It, it's it was a lot to take in. It was a whole lot. She had just eviscerated a guy. Yeah, she was like, we could play boyfriend girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. And so then, and yes. So they share like a very bizarre kiss. Like they're both into it though. It's definitely mutual. Well, and, like, the, the vibes have been there from the beginning that Needy clearly had, like... Yes. There's some big lesbian energy. Jennifer. <laughs> and Jennifer clearly was, like, if not genuinely reciprocating it, at least exploiting that. She was exploiting it. And so I think... And that's her deal, right? Like, she plays people for mm-hmm. fun, and she exploits people as she needs them. And she, she at was, that moment, she needed yeah. Needy on her side... Exactly. And she had a way in and, you know, and she's like, whatever, I'm fine with it. And then, but the needy, thank God, is like, mm, this is a bad move. Like, take a step back for a second. Because <laughs> I think you're a demon. 
Like that was hot. That was hot. Don't get me wrong. But like, and like we could totally do it again. But it still tastes like that guy on your lips right now. (laughs) Why do you smell like emo boy? There is flesh in your teeth. Yeah, you got a little... mm, (laughs) Right there. Is that his eyeliner on your cheek? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also, she's looking fresh right now, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, she looks great. healthy, vibrant. She's fed. She is well fed. And then they just kind of take a step back and she's like, maybe I'll tell you what's going on. And Amanda's like, "Mm, do tell. Do tell. She was not ready. Well, how could you be? Right. So Jennifer's like, so basically I have superpowers. And she shows Mm -hmm. that if she cuts herself, like it just heals. And she's Mm -hmm. like, so here's the thing. Like when I'm full, I'm beautiful and I'm strong. And like I have superpowers. Um, And previously we had seen her calling her and like burning her like that iconic burning burning her tongue with a with a lighter thing. Love it. And it just heals. And she's like, but when I'm when I'm empty, like when I'm hungry, is when I get all like hideous. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I don't have um, under eye concealer on, that's how you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, I don't die. understand. Like, what the hell happened? And so then she tells us the story of what really happened with the boy band. It's right? so sad. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrifying. So like we, so we we go back to the beginning where we see Jennifer. She gets put into the van and they're driving along and she looks around and there's just like this really awful looking like ordered off the internet like witch's grimoire on the ground yeah. with, like a pentagram on it and she's like normal emo boy stuff I guess. <laughs> well she eventually she starts coming to and she's like are you guys murderers? Yeah. And are then you guys she, murderers? Well and then she she quickly realizes the whole like are you going to like yeah, assault me? me? Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, because because the, they they start talking about man, I'm telling you, like I I don't even think she's a virgin, and she is like, okay, they want to have sex with, they want to rape someone, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, no, like I'm totally a virgin, like I've never done it. You should go find someone who's not a virgin mm-hmm. and do that, and then let me out of the car, which is basically just stamping the approval, like virgin check. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that's what they this. wanted to hear, and it's just, yes. it's so like. Let's be honest. This is the true horror element to the film, right? Absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, like ugh, it's so cringy and awful. Men are terrible. Men are awful. Men are but awful. turns out that's not what they wanted from her. Instead, they wanted something way more bizarre and weird. And so yeah. we cut to Jennifer is tied up. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got, like, a gag in her mouth. She's tied up. They're in the woods. And... Like, they're all gathered around, and he, like, pulls out, like, a paper from his pocket, and he's like, all right, we're going to do the ritual. And they're like, and, they're, and like, another band guy's like, what the hell's that? And he's like, did you Google this? And he's like, yeah, I just, like, looked it up. And he, like, literally, he like, printed out a web page on how to sacrifice a virgin to the devil to become famous. And, like, she's screaming, and he pulls the gag out, and she's like, you don't have to do this. Like, I won't tell anyone. And she's like, and he's like, listen. Do you know how hard it is to make it in the business as an indie band? He's like, do you know, do you know how hard it is to make it in this business? It's so hard. We have no choice but to sacrifice you to the literal devil in order to become famous. And I'll be honest, this was brilliant. (laughs) 
brilliant. Like, I'm sorry. That is not how I expected this movie to go. No, it's not. Like, I thought I, it was really clever. Because like, like I said, from the beginning, I kind of thought that she was a demon from the beginning. And then when she showed up covered in blood, I thought she had murdered them. But yeah. then that was just proven when they were like famous or whatever. And I was just like, I... I did not associate them with making her a demon until kind of late. Like, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. I'm gullible or whatever. Well, no, like it doesn't, it gives you pieces, not whole, not like they're, they give you fragments and like tastes. Right. But then like you, I eventually I clued in. I'm like, oh, they made her a demon somehow. But then I thought that that was their intention. Right. And then to find out that they were doing it just because they, like they wanted to be they, famous as an indie band in 2009. Uh-huh. Genius. I think that's actually like that's genius. Funny, actually. Like that's hilarious. Kind if of anyone, funny. if anyone was gonna commit like ritual sacrifice, it would be to some famous, fucking it would be animal wearing weirdos. It would be a late two thousands indie band being like, "Fuck it, it would. we need to be the we need next to Green take Day." Down Owl City like tonight. <laughs> so they do. They sacrifice her, but you know she's not a virgin. So you know they're problems there meaning now she's permanently possessed yeah and they bury her too yeah so he he just like outright murders her while they're singing an emo song it's very disconcerting it's disconcerting what were they singing what song was they were they singing i I recognize it it was they they threw the um the murder weapon into the devil's kettle though which is yeah they threw the murder weapon in but i I think that was just like a get away get rid of a thing i thought they were gonna throw her in but then they didn't no um but so then, yeah, she wakes up. She's a demon. She goes and finds, like, this boy who was at the bar but had survived. Mm-hmm. And she's like, does anyone know that you're alive? And he's like, no. And she's like, so no one knows that you're alive right now? And he's like, she's like, come with me. She presumably eats him. <laughs> yeah. Safe assumption. <laughs> Safe assumption. Um, and then, so, yeah, that's her backstory. And Amanda's like needy get out of my house (laughs) (laughs) kindly leave she's like you don't you can't just admit that you're a demon and then like get out (laughs) you wouldn't so if i was a demon and i told you that you wouldn't like try to help me you just kick me out oh kate first of all i would not kick you out i would find a way to trap you and like you know do whatever ritual was necessary to destroy you really Absolutely. You're a bad friend, Chris. I'm, I'm sorry, say. but I think if we've learned anything, if we've learned anything from this podcast, it's that exorcisms don't really work. <laughs> you should try. Maybe. They seem risky. It seems but like... You, you didn't without, even try. Without fail, the only solution is just get rid of it. Get <sighs> well, rid of needy, it. Needy tries harder than you. She goes to, and this is what cracks And how does that work to. out for her? Well, you know... How does that work out for her? pretty fucking cool actually spoiler it doesn't work it works kind of well so the the next day needy is at her again school library everything's fine in in the occult section another boy has been murdered yeah we're just like everyone's kind of getting tired of it like people care less and less about it at school again major heather's vibes it is heather's vibes like multiple murders and everyone at the school's like oh fuck Anyway, oh, well. when's the pep rally? <laughs> yeah, let, let's get ready for prom. <laughs> so the following day, so she's in the school library's occult section, which cracks me up because we literally couldn't so have Harry funny. Potter. Yeah, I looked like, at some of these books and like, there's no way these are allowed no in high school. No fucking way. Like, certainly not in 
I'm sorry, Devil's Kettle, Minnesota? No. no. Like, <laughs> Those bitches not. were burning like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like, don't even play. <laughs> absolutely Don't not. even play. But she does her research because she's a better friend than you are, Chris. And she finds out. I don't need research. I know what you are. Great. Kill it and with so fire. She, <laughs> kill it with fire. She discovers, um, she puts pieces together. She's like, okay, so Jennifer is like a possessed succubus, pretty much, who must feed on the flesh of boys, pretty much. Who um, I love. I love her. this moment. It's very like Bella researching vampires. Like it's oh it's very Don't Twilight ruin this for me. It's, Don't it's ruin so this good. for me. She's like we just see like flashes of single words, and she's like, "Yes, that fits." And That's she's true. like, "It's very Twilight," and I absolutely love it. Um, but I love the whole like um, succubus angle because, like, I mean, uh-huh. she's she's pretty blatantly a succubus, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think succubi are like kind of a cool, like well, you, mythological. You don't, you don't hear about them enough. You, and no. also, and you, and you don't, they're like, because Succubi matter too. Let's just say too, it. But you no have one to talks do it. about them. No one talks about it, obviously, because you have to tread very fucking carefully to make it done correctly and not just trash. But oh, whenever you have sure. a female writer, a female director and Megan goddamn Fox... You can do that. I just think so. Like I think they did Succubi very, very well. Very well. Um, like they captured like like so Succubi. Here's where Chris takes over the podcast to talks about Judeo Christian mythology. Go for um, it. It's been a while. At least it's not waterfalls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. So Succubi. Uh, th- I mean, there's variations of Succubi from all kinds of different. You know world mythos right but like mm-hmm. succubi come from jewish christian and sumerian mythology systems and succubi were originally so this is really interesting right because like there's always like that grain of truth to every legend thing right yeah. so succubi are you know demon women who seduce men and kill them or whatever but a lot of mythologists and judeo-christian theologists think that the original use of the word and the original like the way that it was that women were being termed succubi was just because they were fucking men that they weren't supposed to. Right. And the yeah. idea is that oh, she they, made me. So like, it, it, it's like they drain men of blood, mm-hmm. but originally they were draining men of, you guessed it. Yep. Their semen. And, <laughs> and like, there's all these different, um, like big, demon creatures in judeo-christian mythology like lilith is a huge one like lilith is like a really big name in yeah. like christian they use it a demonology. lot in pop culture too like yeah it's pretty yeah i mean it's very much like the whole like um it's very siren it's very mm-hmm. like lots of cultures have used it but it's it's just like men having sex no women having sex with men and being promiscuous and society being like you're clearly a demon mm-hmm. <laughs> right right like, like, this is a misogynist thing, right? And well, I just yeah, Chris. I, I like it when like movies like this can like take that archetype of something that was clearly like nothing short of sexism, mm-hmm. and be like, let's somehow make this like a a female empowerment thing. Well, that's what's happening right now in like modern age with the with like witches. Like witches are becoming much more witches popular, are in. Like, <laughs> They're in, and I am one, and it's delightful because people are diving more into what it meant to be a witch. Mm-hmm. Like back in the 1600s, which was basically just like an educated woman or a woman who spoke it's like, out. like, God forbid. <laughs> right, or a woman who 
wanted to work or a woman who wanted mm-hmm. to step outside of what the box of the Lord quote unquote had put her in. Um, exactly. and so they literally killed all these women who were brilliant, awesome women. And so now it's becoming like, it's not as much of a spooky thing and people are right? taking it more as like a badge of honor. It's like, like we're doing we this stand for witch ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We stand goody. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So, um, I really, and, and I haven't seen a ton of like movies do that with witches quite yet. The witch kind of does, but not, I mean, kind of it does kind of do it actually it does it quite well but this i really really like because it's in modern era and they do it with a succubus which is dope and they just did it so well it was just so so good and megan fox did so well it was actually they were they were considering blake lively for the role um i saw she she was had scheduling conflicts i think she could have done it well i think she would have done very well but i am glad that it was megan fox i'm glad i I think that she just really she deserved did it, that. and I think she deserved a role that really showcased her after the whole Transformers Transform- debacle. After she kept, you know, bending over the right. hoods of cars to pick up a wrench or something. I don't know. I don't know. So now we have, but she's so she's a succubus, but she is also still like a high school girl. So we mm-hmm. we we get some really really cool imagery. So we have so they're still holding prom despite the fact that like half of their graduating. They're class like it's is fine. Dead. It's fine. <laughs> It's totally fine. And um, we we have Jennifer in front of her mirror because she's starting to look a little sick. She's starting to look hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a scene where she's just sitting alone in front of her vanity, like smearing makeup across her face. And it's such this, it's like such a sad image. It's like, I don't know. It just, as a girl who was in high school, who was like, just make me anything other than what I look like right now. Mm-hmm. It, I just thought it was really relatable. Literally all I could think about in that moment was like, how do not apply foundation with your fingers people why not oh my god it's no oh my god oh i was so wrong do you not apply foundation with your fingers beauty blenders are made for a reason people. so beauty blenders are basically just wads of bacteria sure but so is your face your face is just a big old petri dish embrace if, it if live you it. wash your hands it is clean mm. Mm. all right i'm just ladies and gentlemen out there Think about the last time that you washed your hands. Now think about the last time you washed your beauty blender. So pro tip, wash your beauty blender. Like, why is it? What, just wash it. But you just don't. I don't. I just don't. I just won't do it. And you can't make me. Well, if COVID-19 has taught us anything, people don't wash their goddamn hands either. So like, oh, I don't see true. what this argument really is. You're damned if you do. So use your mask. I don't know. Yeah. So now we have use your mask. So now we have um, Needy kind of trying to explain the sitch to Chip who is not quite getting it because he's a very simple boy. No, it seems fair, though. Like, if she, he, he's like, hey, Jennifer's evil. And he's like, yeah, I know. She's like, no, yeah, but she's, he, she's eating people. No one would believe her. Let's I would have honest. tried a little bit harder. Or I would be like, are you okay? Like, let's talk. I wouldn't be like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> so I pick you up at seven? Like, Yeah, right. He was not the most supportive, but I no, do think he's it was a potato reasonable for him to man. not believe that she's an actual succubus. Uh, fine. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, she's like, you need to not go to the dance, Chip. And he's like, mm, what do we go to dance? And then she breaks up with him as a way of protecting him. Which he does um, not take well. He does not take it well. And then we have this, um, <laughs> we have Chip deciding to go to the dance anyway. And we have this beautiful line from his mother, which I adore so deeply, which is where she's trying to give him ladies pepper spray because it's pink. Therefore, it's for ladies. <laughs> it's for girls. 
Yeah, it's for girls. And he's like, Mom, I'm a man. I don't need pepper spray. Like, I'm a manly man. Um, and she's like, did you hear what that kid looked like whenever they found him? Like lasagna? So you heard. <laughs> so you heard. <laughs> so you heard. And then he takes the pepper spray. It's like, good yeah, boy. Good boy. But then he, like, walks across the moors to the high school dance. Yeah. What? Bad he, parenting. Like, was there no parking lot near the school? Yeah, drop him off, Mom. What Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's like, here's your pepper spray. Go off into the night. Bye. <laughs> That's all you need. Take pictures with your sister first. Yeah, Very you take weird. pictures with your sister to remember you by when you inevitably get killed. Right. So Jennifer comes for him. Mm-hmm. And Needy is at the dance looking for her. And Needy clearly has some sort of like psychic connection with her. Yeah. And she can tell, so like Jennifer like puts the moves on Chip essentially, but it's, you know, because she's being all succubacy. Yeah, uh, but he, 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 um, he doesn't hesitate as much as he should have. For sure. Yep. He's, he's not a great boyfriend. Like that's still his recently ex-girlfriend's best friend. Right. Like they broke but, up two hours ago. Right. He's a bad boyfriend. I don't like Chip. Chip's not the best. But I don't like, care for Chip. I don't know. She's a succubus. She's got evil powers of seduction. Maybe, you know, who knows how much control he really had. No, you know, he's, he's a, a bad, bad boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so basically, so like they start kissing and Needy is like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. They're clearly in the old pool house. Sure. So she runs. Oh, wait, she- that's another thing. So this this movie also highlights so much to me how high school boys do not acquire the street smarts that girls have to to survive. Like, he's not holding his house keys between his knuckles like Wolverine. No. Um, and I, it should go without saying that you don't follow your girlfriend's psycho friend to an abandoned pool house in the middle of the night where there's a curfew, where people are getting shredded into lasagna. But there he's a so- macho man, doesn't need no pepper spray. He's good. There were so many reasons. Yeah, just so contextually why he should not have followed her into this dilapidated, like, vine-overgrown pool house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know, maybe I'll get some. Maybe I'll get some. <laughs> I'm hurting. Maybe she'll kill me, but, like, maybe she'll, like, we'll do it first. Like, 50-50. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? So then we get a great battle, because Needy shows up as Jennifer is starting to chow down on Chip, which, again, nobody fucking cares. Um, no. And Needy's like going after her and they mm-hmm. get in like a tussle. And we get another good line where. Oh my God, um, I love it. <laughs> the flying line. When she's floating. <laughs> Chip's like, oh shit, she's flying. Oh shit, she can fly. And Needy's like, she's hovering. It's not that impressive. It's not that impressive. And Megan's like, God, why do you have to undermine everything I do? <laughs> it's so good. It's really beautiful. Oh my God, it's funny. And then Chip manages to impale Jennifer with the sharpest pool skimmer the sh- I've ever seen. I, amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just in, through her body. But Jennifer removes it through her stomach and she escapes. Keep in mind, Jennifer is now hungry, so she's in a weakened state. So she doesn't just right. like, yeah, heal her. Which the book in the school library told us is the only way to kill her. Get her while Correct. she's weak. While she's weak. While she's hungry. Um, while she's nice and hungry. So Chip dies, you know. Proving once Needy's and for sad all, about it. Yeah, proving once and for all that Jennifer's a bad friend. Um, <laughs> you killed <and> my boyfriend. <laughs> bad friend. Then she goes home, I guess. She just goes home. She's like, all right, I'll, I'm just going to watch some Jazzercise commercials while eating chocolate then. 
Yeah. I guess. Like, put on my leg warmers. I guess. Yeah. So Jennifer's like laying in her bedroom, like watching infomercials um, after she ate Chip. And then she Jennifer, just, she of course. She so moved on. Like it was. She's it done. Faced her zero. Faced her none. So phased Needy a little bit. So Needy like <laughs> kind of, you know, gets all worked up, gets her equipment, which is a box cutter and goes into Jennifer's room, breaks into her and like basically like jumps on her and is trying to attack her. But oh shit, she just ate. So she's super strong. So Megan Fox is just like flipping around in the air. Mm-hmm. They're and like it's floating. She's and like for almost, me, it, yes, yeah. for me, it's very clear that she could have easily killed Needy because she's at like peak strength, right? I feel like she's not, though, because she didn't finish feeding. Like, I feel like oh, she got a little right. bit, but she's still very clearly weak. OK. Oh, well, that makes sense then. OK. Well, anyway, and then they're flying around the room and we get what I think is the most intense part where um, Needy rips off the BFF necklace. Yeah. Which literally made me gasp. <laughs> it was the most dramatic. Like it they was stopped so floating. It broke their psychic connection. And then she stabs her in the heart with a box cutter and kills yeah. her. <laughs> nice murder weapon, Ace. Yeah, <laughs> nice God, murder you're weapon, so Ace. Butch. You're so butch. She's funny. This movie's funny. Anyway, Jennifer's mom walks in and is like, I heard a noise. Sees Needy on top of her daughter <laughs> pulling a box cutter out of her. So now Needy's in an asylum. Again, though, the mom handles it... Too well. Too well. She's like, she just scoops up her dead daughter while I mean, Needy, the murderer do? is just like sitting there and she's like, uh, okay. Okay, I'll deal with you now. I'll deal with you later. Yeah. So now we have Needy in an asylum. She's like this crazy orange jumpsuit bad bitch. Right. And as we and, so we saw from the beginning of the movie, which we skipped over a little bit, but like she's beloved... In her asylum. Yeah, like, people send her, like, teddy bears and, like, fan mail. Like, they love that she killed Jennifer. Like, uh-huh. it's very confusing. Like, I think it's a little bit of, like, the... The mean girl they thing. Got, well, I think it's, like, a little bit of she got famous the same way that the, uh, the band did. Like, no, but she didn't perform a ritual. No, but she killed the succubus. I don't know. Like, it, I, I just can't explain why people love her so much. And she, like, kicks really that orderly in the face... Yeah, that was cool. For eating an off-brand Pop-Tart and nothing else. <laughs> a toastum, they called it. A toastum. So, yeah. So, she gets thrown in isolation for kicking a, a, an orderly in the face. As um, one does, yeah. As one does in her, Them's like, bunny rules. slippers. <laughs> That's right. And then she explains how when you kill a demon... Well, a demon scratched her, right? Or bit her? She, did, she bit her. She just didn't kill her. Like, Jennifer actually right. bit her. Yeah, she bit her. And so then Needy gets some of the demon's powers now that the demon is dead. Mm-hmm. Which basically means she can float. She's got and super, is super strong also. Yeah. Yeah. So she just floats right on out of that isolation cell and <laughs> she's very zen about kicks. it. She just yeah, gets she, out. She just zens herself out and she's just loose. So she's just loose now. Yep. Um, but we get the final closing bit, which is like midway, it's like during the credits, where we get um like shots, like mockumentary style shots of low shoulder on their path to fame. And they're staying in these like hotels and everything's great. Mm-hmm. And then like needy finds him and just fucking kills. Them. Yeah. She just, she just murders every single one of them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's actually kind of funny because like right before the credits roll, like the last scene is her hitchhiking and sky mm-hmm. like gives her a ride. And she's like, Oh, I'm just going, you know, this way I'm trying to catch a band that I'm following. It's like their last show tonight, which is like, 
<laughs> I'm murdering them. And it's funny because like right then they pass a um, traffic sign <laughs> and the traffic sign says it's a low shoulder sign for like the side of the highway is a low shoulder. Hilarious. <laughs> and that's the movie pretty much. That's the movie. That's it. There is one thing um, that I need to talk about. Okay. So this movie, as we've alluded several times now, is very similar to Mean Girls. It's very similar to Heather's mm-hmm. plus Demons, right? Plus Demons. There is another exceptionally important way in which this movie is similar to those two movies. Something that both of those movies have had done to them. Musicals? Is this a musical? It's a musical! <gasps> no, it's not! Okay, so so Heather's and, and Mean Girls both became Broadway musicals. This, Jennifer's Body's a musical? Jennifer Jennifer's Body the musical did not make it to Broadway, but it did happen. Um, it premiered, and as far as I can tell, only ever played the one time in El Cid oh Theater in Los Angeles. I want to watch it. And it is wild. Okay, so they took forever to make it, too. It, this musical happened in 2018. Like, very recently. Whoa, that's literally nine years later. Yeah, like, it's very much on the on the, like the it's like with the wave of making like Heather's and Mean Girls musicals like it's very much in that vein and you can't I, I, can't, I haven't been able to find a full bootleg or anything but I have found parts of it so the El Cid um, theater in Los Angeles is a dinner theater which makes I'm this sorry. only funnier it this is it, a dinner show yeah, yeah so like there's some clips that you can find online of like some of the different songs and some of the different scenes. And you just see this audience like sitting, like having drinks or whatever, watching <laughs> like, like these very, very like B-list theater actors sing like these very cringy, like indie songs about Jennifer's body. Honestly, that sounds like a perfect date. It's amazing. Like literally, if do th- that. this is the perfect date. This is, this the, is the perfect, perfect date. first date. <laughs> First hey, date. like you, you like theater, right? Straight up, do the I have a show for you? <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch the bits and pieces that I can find on YouTube. That's outstanding. Yeah, I'll continue to see if I can find a bootleg, but I kind of doubt it. But if you guys were there, if anyone has a version or a video stream, anything, I will pay good money please, to watch this. Or <laughs> if you're interested in reviving Jennifer's you, body, the if you want to be in our cast, send us your <laughs> shots. <laughs> We should start writing that today. But so yeah, that's Jennifer's body, everybody. That's Jennifer's body. So Musical obviously sensation. you like it, Chris. This movie's phenomenal. Yeah, Are it's a great me? movie. This is such a good movie. A couple things. One, not very scary. Major <laughs> points. Major points. Two, excellent strong female characters and clever witty writing. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Judeo-Christian mythology references into Fuck it. Yeah. Love it. Like. This movie has everything that I want. Adam Brody. <laughs> Adam Brody. Adam fucking Brody. Okay. The only thing that could have made it better is not Chip. Not Chip. Every second he was on screen, I would like roll my eyes. I hated him <laughs> so much and not in a fun way. But everyone else, perfect. A I plus. mean, in his defense, he was right about Jennifer. He, he was right. He was useless and no one cares about him. So let's, let's rank this on our, on our scoreboard. Yes. So to any new listeners, welcome, welcome. We rank all of our movies in the most scientifically like rigorous fashion possible. Yeah, we use a rubric. Which is to say it's arbitrary. Completely. So this is movie number 42. 
Mm-hmm. I cannot believe we've done 42 episodes of this podcast. I can't believe we've only done 42 episodes. I can't believe before this, I watched like three horror movies of my life and <laughs> vowed to never do it again. Oh, funny how life changes that way. So uh, 42. I have very so strong the- opinions about this. About this movie. About where this goes. Yeah. I have this very goes strong high. Opinions. Is this number one for you? No, I think. Okay. okay. I don't think it. it uh, I don't think it beats the thing. No. Because the thing is just no. like, the thing is just so good. Wait, this is number two five? for me. Whoa. Okay. So what's, what are we working with? What's the top five? I don't have any. Okay. So top five as they stand now are The Thing, A Quiet Place, The Conjuring, Oculus, and American Werewolf. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Number it's two, fucking done. number two. We, we literally two. <laughs> opened this podcast talking about like how the hell is the quiet place so high. Number two, number, boot it down. Oh my God. Yes. Number two, it's, Jennifer's body. It's better body. than Conjuring. It's better than Oculus. And we ranted and raved about Oculus, but this is number two for me. I adored this movie. I I'm loved it. I am so glad we agree. I thought it was going to be controversial that I wanted it this high. You thought I, my feminist ass wouldn't love this? Every no, but I don't know. I thought, I thought you would have defended our other top choices more. But No, this is I'm outstanding. So, so this is outstanding. Good. Everyone needs to watch this movie. Yes. Horror lovers and horror haters, we love you both. We, we are both. Yeah. I think everyone can enjoy something. From this everyone movie. can enjoy. Well, and that's ig- been established. Ignore the critics. It's they are garbage. They're they don't get it. They're they wrong. We're it. right. Correct. We're smart. They're dumb. <laughs> we're big. They're, they're small. Little. <laughs> now get in the chokey. <laughs> get in the chokey, Austin Chronicle. <laughs> and with and with that, um, I want to p- um, go ahead and pick our next movie. Yes, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. This yes, one yes. I'm very excited about. It was um, picked by club member Andrea, who is from Argentina, and she selected a movie we have spoken about a few times. I don't think either of us have seen it, um, but I next, obviously haven't. I'm sure uh, you probably <laughs> haven't. But our next film will be Teeth. That's where there's teeth in the in the in the hoo ha. Correct. In the in the in the woo hoo. In the woo hoo, and that's literally all that I know about this movie but right, andrea I'm, swears it's worth it so <laughs> the little i know about the concept of this movie is that it also has a succubus vibe so this could I'm be into a good oh oh all right back to back succubus movies what are other people doing during the quarantine <laughs> <laughs> just more succubus movies fantastic okay so we will do that um again this was a club member pick if you want to give us uh, shout and let us know what you want to watch. Um, we got our Instagram. We got our email address, nightlighthorrormovieclub.com. Mm-hmm. If you liked this podcast, if you like this club, please rate us, review us, show us to your mom and your hairdresser and literally show your everybody mom. in between. Show your mom. Because um, we have been growing this club since it was just liter- literally just me and Chris and now it's international, which is pretty cool. It's wild. Like, it's, ah! <laughs> it's pretty cool. We so, love our club uppers so much. You guys are awesome. You guys are the best. So get more of you. We like it. That's it, right? Yeah. See you next time we do this. Uh, Theoretically. We'll be be better. We'll do better. Yeah. We'll try to get back on our every other week schedule now that things are ever so slightly um, calmer. They're not, but we've just settled into the chaos. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. We'll see how it goes, but we'll see you next time. (laughs) See you next time for teeth. Bye. All right. Bye. You are such a player hater. You're a jerk.
Wow, nice insult, Hannah Montana. You got any more harsh digs? You know what? You are never a good friend. Even when we were little, you used to steal my toys and pour lemonade on my bed. And now I'm eating your boyfriend. See? At least I'm consistent.